Okay, we're rolling. Right. This is what this is episode seven, bro. Seven. Episode seven. So welcome to episode seven. Episode siete with for those Spanish speaking. <laughs> that episode siete. Uh with our special guest, Maddie London. What's up, everyone? So they've heard me talk quite a bit about you. Oh yeah. really? Actually. Who's they? The listeners. Oh, what's up, listeners? All, all four of them. Hit me in the DMs. <laughs> No, oh. but last time he brought you up and uh, started talking about the podcast that you have, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, and I just uh, I put him on blast. I was like, "Dude, quit talking about this guy." Mm-hmm. And I want to meet him. He sounds great and it'd be a awesome addition to the show. He's all right. Well, glad <laughs> to be here. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing all of the the things that you guys have been talking about. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a little bit different than your podcast. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) This is not like the single dad's dating podcast, but... Well, I had all these notes. (laughs) Now I feel dirty. It it is this episode. (laughs) This episode. Oh, we're going to get dirty? Yes. Thank God. Because we we do... (laughs) Sticky right now. We we cover all the single dad topics, and dating is clearly one of them. Mm -hmm. Very big one. Yeah, and we've been wanting to hit on it for a little bit, and I was like, man, I think it'd be so cool to bring you in uh, and just make it a... like more fun but also like hit on some actual key things you know what i mean that yeah, actually for sure. do help mm-hmm. for like a single dad looking for a relationship and then what i'm thinking is we'll probably end up splitting this episode into two and so we'll just like seamlessly for anyone that's listening we'll seamlessly transition into the second episode and i think on the second one it'd be cool to talk about just kind of like um the heartbreak oh heartbreak <laughs> and how you uh so heal good. you know what i'm saying because wait you've healed i'm healing i think i'm gonna learn in this episode (laughs) well i was telling scott about the technique that you told me about oh yeah where you film yourself on the phone and talking Mm -hmm. Um, which which i've now done twice and i really dig it yeah yeah well so for the listeners um so we'll and we'll talk probably a little bit later in the episode but Mm -hmm. uh you know when you're you are a single dad you um there are some crappy dads out there that all they really care about is themselves. But when you're a healthy father and you're focused on your family, you do start to date. And every once in a while, right, you do find a relationship that is serious. And sadly, those relationships do fall apart. And so really what is being referenced in that healing technique was I had been in a serious relationship for a while um, that was closing in on potential marriage. And post-divorce, I'm sorry. This was post-divorce, yeah. serious dating relationship. And it actually uh, ended up going uh, in a direction I had not expected, you know, kind of the out of the blue breakup. And so it left me uh, heartbroken. And so I had to figure out techniques that I could use to kind of, I I would say self-medicate. And then also I had children, right? So I had to be the best I could for my kids, but also not be a depressed mess either. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into that, the dating aspect. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> well, yeah, just before, before we get into that, let's just kind of, <laughs> kind of give us a little bit of background, like how how you know when when did you get divorced? How long have you been single? That kind of thing. Yep, uh, Maddie, six foot eight, um, <laughs> made of muscles. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Hit me up. Uh, no, so I I've um, so I got married when I was 19 because I'm an idiot and uh was in that relationship for a while um and that lasted through my 20s and then near the end of my 20s um I had a, a daughter in that relationship and it was it was determined by myself that that relationship was not going to last long term there's too many um differences between myself and that individual um on every front possible and so I I made the decision that I was literally going to end up living a life of just frustration and pain. And I was a, I was a terrible dad that first couple of years of my daughter's life because I was just so depressed and so unhappy. I was extremely overweight. I was just not, a, I was not the person that I had been before I met this individual. And it's not on that individual's uh, issue. It's just sometimes you don't have a support system and you spiral. So when I was uh, 27, I ended up getting divorced. And so I was a single dad at 27 um, and I was focused on my career and, and that was really what I was uh, aiming to do. And I uh, was single for a couple of years, and then I, I did end up meeting somebody again, and I got married again. Um, and I think what I learned and where I'm at now is that relationship sadly didn't work out, but it was a mutual understanding where um, 
she and I had a son together and we kind of just, you know, high fived and said, look, we're better friends. We're better co-parents than we are lovers. Interesting. And so we, we wow. ended up completely different. Yeah, it was, that, it was that's, very that's, different. That, that's not something that happens every day that amicably yeah. high five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still friends, but let's be yeah. great co-parents. That's, and I see, I awesome. see her all the time. I mean, for Memorial days and holidays, we celebrate together, you know, it's, it's very calm and, and good situation. Uh, and we're, we're friends. So I think that's really good, but I had not done a lot of, personal discovery between my my relationship um with my daughter's mom and then my son's mother so really i've been single now for five years since that relationship ended and i've been in one serious relationship which we'll talk about a little bit later Mm -hmm. but i think that for a long time i used relationships as a way of determining my Mm self-worth did somebody find me sexy did somebody find me intriguing yeah i feel that and um so the beginning of it was it was just emotional cocaine really yeah right just constantly trying to get a fix to make myself feel better about myself because i didn't really like myself yeah right dang it's a good analogy yeah yeah that's a really good analogy what the heck bro so what um i mean how'd you figure that out Well, I think there was a time where I was I was a douchebag, right? And there was and we talked off air a little bit about this where you know, you say you're not looking for you, you say to somebody, it looks like they're potentially interested in going to your house for a cup of coffee that evening. Yeah. And so you say whatever you need to say to kind of keep going with the story, sadly. Yeah. And I wasn't ready nor wanting anything serious uh, in the beginning. And then you know, I did find an individual that it just clicked, um, even on the first date. And I'll, it was one of the best first dates I've ever had. I felt this connection and I was like, I want to date this person. I want this person in my life. Wow. And, um, you know, I was committed, right? Within three weeks. So I guess the feeling was mutual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it was just a great connection. Um, but ever since then, I've been that, that relationship ended a little, uh, about a year and a half ago. And so I've been very much healing from that. And I took the time to heal. I went on some dates, but I, I just knew, and I've been very honest with people that I was not ready for anything serious. Yeah. Dang, dude. Do you That's... believe in the the philosophy of, of uh, there's many ways to say it, but, you know, once you go through a breakup, you take your mind off it by, you know, dating and sleeping around. Yeah, I mean, the best way to get over Man someone is to get up, under yeah. somebody, right? Yeah. That's the analogy. I would say that there's, it goes right back to the idea of that kind of emotional cocaine, right? That physical cocaine where you become emotionally unavailable, but physically very available. And sadly, you're just using others to get over something that you need to focus in on yourself, right? And, and what I learned after this last breakup was that I needed to work on myself. And so I, I really started to uh, go to therapy, right? Uh, focusing in on my relationship, you know, my, with God, whatever that is to anybody that, that was my story. And then, you know, working out and being surrounded by people that I trusted and I knew cared about me. And obviously all of us went through a very challenging year last year with the pandemic and it yeah. was yeah, just for sure. a crazy situation for a lot of people. So these techniques aren't just about a breakup. It's really just dealing with anything that's kind of, eating you alive, but drugs and alcohol and sex and meaningless connections, um, a lot of us use to keep our minds busy, but at the end of the day, it never really fixes anything. It just yep. prolongs very the empty. Yeah. Very empty for those of us that have been there. Yeah. But I think we've all been there at like a certain point and stuff. Um, but so when, I'm ahead, sorry, uh, I just think it's really cool that you were able to self-reflect enough to see like this is what's going on with me and this is what I need to do to make it better and you know surround myself with the right people people I trust and you know just uh, a lot of people don't self reflect and identify the those types of things to you know to, to self improve mm-hmm. so i commend you for that i mean yeah. that's really cool yeah i mean i didn't do it on my own right i th- i think um it was something that you know, I just kind of, I had to go through, I remember I was on a date, um, a few weeks after this breakup, you know, just trying to keep my mind busy. And 
um, my, my ex and I used to play um, like a, a video game together. And this individual was talking about that video game. And it was the, it was a very crazy situation where her bringing that up just caused me to like, like it was an emotional experience I had never felt before. I just completely freaked out, you know, and like PTSD. It was just too soon. It was too close. And I literally got up at at the end of the date or near that date and said, you know, Hey, I, I, I kind of got to go home. I just have to, I have to go home. Right. And I just left this individual kind of like what? And then I knew (laughs) at that point, I'm like, well, I am not even close. I'm not even ready to, um, to be in a, in a dating relationship. So I just took some time. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, something that small to trigger such emotions, um, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I feel like most people would just kind of push through that and be like, I'm good. Like, stop being a pansy, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, like, acknowledging this is actually happening to me right now, like, let me figure out what the heck I need to do to actually, like, be better. Yeah, I mean, I'd never, um, you know, I've I've been divorced twice, right? And I, I do this joke with some of my friends where, you know, we go out and I have had women ask me, they don't know my story, right? They have no idea. You know, they just go based upon looks and what they're seeing. And I, they're like, why are you single? Tell, <laughs> tell me that. And I go, well, um, would you like to go for a drink sometime? And they're like, yeah, I'll I'd tell like, you about it. I'd like that. I'm like, okay, real quick though, before I do that, um, I would like you to know that I've been divorced twice. I have two kids from two different women and uh, I've never been able to have a serious relationship last longer than two years. Would you still like to have that drink, ma'am? Everybody say yes. And there's usually this really long pause, and then there's this sweet voice that's like, no. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. (laughs) And then I go, thank you for your time. And then I look over to my friends. I'm like, and this is why I am single. Right. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of the situation. But, you know, when you last year, I just went through, I think it was just the culmination of so many things about this breakup, the, the way in which this breakup happened um the pandemic just all of it kind of compiled and going back to the idea of your podcast right being a single dad you know i have children and so it was hard because i wasn't able to like you said push through and, and hide through a lot of this and so my kids saw me in kind of this dark time where i had a lot of pain and you know for my let me ask you about not my five-year-old so much but my 12-year-old was very emotionally uh, aware of my pain and cause she, you know, my daughter has seen me go through um, mm-hmm. these relationships and, and them end. And so, you know, it was the first time in my life where I had to like go into a bathroom and turn all the faucets and everything on and turn some music on in the bathroom because I was sobbing and crying wow. so loudly that I was, I just didn't want my children to have to, to deal with, the yeah. emotions that I was processing, right? Yeah. Wow. That, uh, good looking out, but I mean, you were really in a dark spot. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a dark time for sure. Do you think that's bad though, bro? For the kids to like, I mean, obviously to a certain extent to like, hide to hide the yes. pain. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, um, I wouldn't have thought so. Anybody that's going through that, like, obviously, you don't want to just throw up on your kids every single day, every single week. You know what I mean? Like. Do you think it's bad for the kids to see that? Dang, dude, my dad actually is going through a hard time and he's processing. No, I don't think it is. I think it's actually healthy for children to see because, you know, fathers especially have been kind of um, painted into a corner of being stoic and hiding emotion and pressing on and biting their lip. Definitely Um, how I was raised. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with showing emotion. I think that when it's, in my case, you know, just a fire hose that is just flailing about, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's better for you to work on yourself. And and the idea and the analogy here is, you know, when um, the Coast Guard is teaching the lifeguards or not the lifeguards, the the Coast Guard, the the divers that save the people who are drowning on boats. Yeah. People, when they're freaking out can drown you when you're trying to save them. And so the Coast Guard will actually, if you start like acting up, they'll leave you they'll knock you out oh they knock you out (laughs) not to save you you, right yeah not leave you right but yeah they'll knock you out to save you because if Mm. they don't knock you out you're going to drown them right and so 
in that situation, my kid's emotions and ability to process is not in a place where they can knock me out mm-hmm. and I don't want to drown them. So yeah. I have to kind of say like, no, I think now as I've gone through that healing and I've done that work, I can have these very solid conversations with yeah. my 12 year old, especially. Um, but at the time, you know, yeah. when I was having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and just crushing depression, like that's not the time. Yeah. That's not the time. Yeah, no, definitely. Dang, man. Yeah. 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 That's insane. I mean, bro, I can, I can honestly testify to that. And I think anybody who's listening has probably gone through something similar or is going through that because I mean, we, we entered a bunch of like single dad groups, you know, with like the intention to hopefully put this out there and guys listen to it because bro, there's nothing out there. There is like, there's nothing out there as far as resources for like single dads. One of the things that literally kind of got this going was every mother's day on the radio or whatever, even though I got dogged on for listening to the radio these days. Um, <laughs> but you know, I always hear something like, you know, shout out to you single mothers out there during mother's day. Father's day comes around. No shout out. Shout out to you single mother's day. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it, it just kind of triggered. And it's like, you know, we exist, but there's just, there's not many podcasts on the topic. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of discussion on the topic. Not a lot of books, movies. But man, there are a lot of us out there, and there's like infinite scenarios as to why one is a single dad. You know, I lost my wife to cancer. You guys had divorce twice, um, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. That's why I like getting on those, uh, the, the Facebook yeah. pay, or, uh, groups because I've learned a lot of yeah. like things I wouldn't even have thought of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, um, a stigma, right. Mm-hmm. That single dads have because, you know, there are, there are a lot of jerks, right. There are a lot there of is, guys yeah. out there that leave their wives and leave their kids because mm-hmm. they met this, you know, super sexy woman at an Applebee's one night and <laughs> then they leave. Or Chili's, dog. Yeah. Or like, Chili's. Exactly. And they, they go they go and get some milk and they never return. And so those are the kind of dads you know, that would do that. Yeah. So like single dads do get a bad rap because of the bad situations. And and it's never, you know, I don't want anyone to get divorced, right? I think divorce or, you know, losing losing your wife and being a widow um, or widower, like, it's just each situation sucks. I think there are some people out there that, um, they've, they've put themselves in their own hell, right. Because of their decisions. And then there's others that that's not always the case. And sadly, we all get kind of tossed into this idea of, you know, well, you're a single dad. So you're probably just an a-hole, right? Yep. And we're not (laughs) at the end of the day, there are probably, well, statistically, there are more bad single dads than there are good ones. Right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, that's, and the hypothesis of that being true is debatable. I think that there can be just as bad moms, as bad dads. I think oh. it just goes back to the idea of, you know, it's not gender, right? It's just uh-huh. hu- humanity. Like people can be good and people can be bad. And I think just because of the stereotype of a single dad, exactly. right? that like yeah. every that's movie, like go to any movie about a stereotype of a single dad or a dad that was absent, right? He's like, Coming back when the kid's famous. He's coming back yeah. when the kid's famous, or like somehow he's got like a pickup truck and he's like, you know. <laughs> I'm picturing like four movies yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. That's because I have it's a like pickup truck. Ricky, it's like Ricky, Ricky Bobby, right? Like yeah. the dad, like that, they make fun of it, but like that's truly like the dad, like in yeah. a lot of ways that they think that you are. And so, you know, one of the things I think is funny is, you know, I'm, I love my kids because I love my kids and there's no, um, I don't do it to try and get anything out of it. I want my kids to live a life. And my mantra as a, as a parent is I want my kids to be independent and grow to learn how to live without me because one day I'm not going to be here. And I feel like if you, if you build your entire um, parenting style on them needing you, then you failed because you are going to pass away. And when you do pass away, what are they going to do? Right. And they're just lost. And so I, I focus on independence and that's a key skill that I want my kids to have. But I, I will say that I've been out and I'm just with my kids and we're just, you know, just vibing and, and we have a nice little unit. And some people have been like, 
you know, are you, are you this cool with your kids in private? Like, or are you, is it just, you're out in target, just hanging and having fun with your kids and you're just trying to use them to pick up chicks. <laughs> and to that, I was like, I've never picked up a chick because of my kids. Yeah. Right. If anything, I've lost more dates when I've yeah. raised the fact that I do have children. Yeah. Right? I mean, but, people do it with dogs all the time, but yeah, yeah using your kid, that's, I was going to say probably the only, uh, the only stereotype that's single dads have that's kind of good is being on a single dating app or on the dating app. Yeah. If they God see bless you, those dating apps. <laughs> beautiful. If, if they see your profile and you have a kid, the women flock to you. Yeah. Well, I never, I never show my kids in my profiles, um, like picture wise. I do have them on my Instagram, um, and my, you know, Instagram's public, but like within the dating apps, I don't have pictures of them. I do say that I have. Yeah, kids, right? Yeah. Uh, I would always throw one, uh, at least one pic of mm-hmm. me and my son in case, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. to me, but, it's like, especially in the beginning, it's like you have not earned the right to have that access to my life. Mm, I like that. For a dating app? Yeah. So like, you know, That's cool. we can talk and we can get to know each other. And if we like, exchange social media, then like I can see your life a little bit. You can see mine. Yeah. But like right up front, it's yeah. like, but so that's right. literally the only stereotype that single dads have that's kind of good. Literally, is if you're a single dad, go on a dating app, you'll get a lot of matches. You get, that's you, it. You get, you, that's sad, sadly enough, you get props for sticking around. Yes, but that's true. Yeah. What I was going to ask you, uh, Maddie, is do you have kind of a just kind of play by ear? Like, how often do you introduce? someone you're dating yeah bro that's a that's a good question when do you introduce them to your kids well never yeah i never uh yeah so don't yeah well no i'm i'm actually um i'm very protective about my kids meeting people i have i've always worried about um people meeting my kids and like this idea of going back to some of the stereotypes of a single dad it's like um Forrest Gump where like the, you know, there's like the men are just revolving through her door. Right. And he's just being around all these various men and, and same thing. Like, I don't want my kids around all these various women, especially the women that don't, they're not going to be around. Yeah. Um, have I snuck women in when my kids were sleeping through specific doors and windows of my house and ask them to leave out of said doors and windows to avoid detection. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I don't apologize for it at all. I'm going to hell. Um, But I, in terms of meeting my kids, like you, you've earned that, right? Yeah. You know, that's, and it's the same thing. You know, if I've ever dated women that have kids and I'll be honest, um, you know, we all have what, you know, what works for us. And I know that a Brady Bunch type scenario for me, like dating women that have children, it tends to be almost a non-starter for me because I have two kids. And if somebody has two or three kids, it's like, I don't want to be the father to 17 children. Like I am not Abraham, right? I don't want father that. Abraham. I was yeah, exactly. ask you about that. Is and, that but I'm not judging it. I just know for me in my life, it's just very challenging right now. Maybe in a few years time, that'll be different, but it's really challenging for me to I have very limited time as is. And so the idea of sharing, you know, splitting even that less of time with another person and their challenges, um, it doesn't work. But if I have ever dated somebody and they introduce me to their children really fast, it's like a major red super flag. Super red flag. Yeah. Super red flag. We discussed that on one episode because yeah. that's yeah. happened to me and I, I'm, I'd bail. And it's like it. they're trying to like lock you in. Or, I don't know. It's just, yeah. and first of all, do you do that with all of them? With you, what? Like, no, like that's what goes through my mind. Oh, yeah, like, do yeah. you do that with all the dudes? Well, I that never ask that question <laughs> on any front because, like, don't ever ask questions you don't want the answer to. That's very right? true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> I would immediately start planning my uh, escape route at that point. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. hey, them talking about kids their kids is one different. Thing. But like, and that's I think that's healthy, right? If they're yeah, not talking sure. about their kids, but like, I, and this sounds bad, right? But like, I don't want to hear. Like, I want to know, like, okay, you have kids and I have kids. Cool. But like on the first couple dates, like I'm here to get to know you. Right. Right. And like, I know you're, you have kids, but that's not who you are. It's a part of who you are. But that's yeah. like, you know, I, I like to travel and, but all you do is talk about travel. It's like, I, what else is there? Um, yeah. But for me, I'm, I would say that if you were to like pick a, everyone's different, but you need to 
and I joke about this on on my show on my podcast is that there's the the 90 day trial warranty or trial period. Yeah, and like everyone can be a certain way for like for 90, 90 days. days. Yep, like very true. And and after the 90 days, people change mm-hmm. or or not. Maybe not. They are who. Maybe they are being authentic. Right. Yeah. But um, I always say that you want to make sure someone acts right. ACT acts right. What I mean by that is that they're attentive, they're consistent, and they give you time. Yeah. Right. I like that. I like that. That's really cool. And mm-hmm. if that if people act right, yeah. Hashtag trademark. <laughs> T-shirts coming soon. After ninety days, then they've earned the right to be introduced to my kids. But here's the other thing: is that even if my kids time, don't yeah. like you. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. Like you're that's out. True. Like you're out. Like. And that's, that's not, not my fault. fault. It's not. But it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's just like if it's you know, I think it's on the dad to slowly talk to their children about mm-hmm. hey i'm dating and yeah this is a it. situation and you're going to meet Multi, somebody multi-steppies into it yeah. yeah like you can't just be like boom here's mm-hmm. you know, here's sally right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i would say three months minimum minimum yeah. when well, even then three months and you knowing in your mind the potential for an actual relationship right yeah like there's no chance but, yeah but you mentioned about a connection on date one, right? So would that tell a different story? No, I, I don't think it would. Um, Did it? Not in that case. I think it was it was probably probably eight eight or nine weeks mm. um, after that. Because I, I have uh, a bunch of rules. Um, I, I joke about this on my podcast as well, but I have a lot of rules that I personally follow. And, and one of them is um, you d- I'm not going to officially date you until we go on a, like a weekend trip together. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to meet my kids until after that weekend trip for sure. Mm-hmm. And usually that trip occurs probably like two or three months in anyway. Yeah. Because you never like on a third date, you're like, Hey, you know what we should do? We should go on a weekend getaway. Usually people who do that are like rich dudes in Dallas who are yeah. just looking to get some. Right pleasure town right uh, but, <laughs> the whole the whole travel but yeah so like i just yeah. have a lot of delight. these steps right because it's like i don't want like my kids have met four women in their life and that i have dated or been married to and they remember their names and know them and even every occasionally will ask about them so it's like because of that i have to be even more careful about who's introduced yeah. right for sure and as they get older things change constantly uh your five-year-old won't remember you know that much right right yep. but your 12 year old everything right and then going back kind of joking but like when i was dating and my my 12 year old was much younger like six or seven you know that's when like some of the fun like sneak in this is cool like, <laughs> you know um but now that i have a 12 year old i mean she's like high alert you know like she is on the ball about everything and so there's just no way that i can do that anymore a because a it's not appropriate but but two it's like again i i have to sit and explain to my daughter these things and as a dad when i'm when she's 17 18 and she's sneaking in boys and just four five six seven years earlier i was doing the same thing like who am i to be like don't do that yeah right yeah that's so that's that's where you have to be like the lot of validity Calling the kettle black. Right. That is yeah. so true. And then, <laughs> then, so, that, then that thought of your daughter getting to that point. Yeah, we're not going to get there. We're not going to go into that subject. Yeah. That's a whole, that's like a whole season I for y'all. I do not want to go into that subject. Yeah. Both of you guys, you guys have Yeah, you have a little boy. So. You don't have to work. Well, not a little, yeah. you got a preteen boy, well, teenage I, boy. Yeah, it's funny. Just a, a couple of days ago, my daughter and I were talking about um, when she's 21, what, she, what does she want to Mm-hmm. do for her 21st and she's like i want to go to vegas and i was like oh cool and she's like would you come to vegas with me dad that's what she asked she's like would you come that's to vegas? pretty cool that's rare and i said i was like i'm cool with it if you just know that like all of your 21 year old friends uh, are gonna be <laughs> like game. your dad is so hot Look. and she's like oh i don't want you to come now dad so if you can handle that sweetie yeah i will come on that trip yeah <laughs> dude that's so cool though that she asked you to go on her 20 like yeah for her well i'm pretty i'm compliment. pretty i'm super liberal though about like i want like you know off topic but i want my daughter to come to me when she's starting to have those desires and thoughts and passions right i think it's totally normal from like 
a, a child to ex- express their sexuality to their parents. And I think that for a long time, a lot of us growing up, we were either religious or other pushed to say that sex is bad, sex is gross, sex is this, sex is that. And they're, it's, they're being told at home that one of the most beautiful things that humanity has is a terrible thing. And they're out in school and in the world and the world in school has their own interpretation. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of in this place of being pulled back and forth yeah. when you should be able to come home and be like, I have these feelings and desires. Yeah. What do I do with it? And as a parent, be able to have this conversation, right? And yeah. usually moms are kind of given the task to, to deal with that, especially for a daughter. Right. But I feel like as a as a dad, it's your responsibility and even more so to have that conversation because, you know, and I, I joke about this. There's a lot of women that have daddy issues and yeah. that's kind of a, it's it, a, it's a joke, right? It but, is a joke, but it's, but it's, it's, true. it's very but true, it's valid, sadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's well, there's like, a lot of men that have daddy issues. Let's be honest. About no, it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mommy issues, daddy issues. We all, you know, we all have parental trauma. Yes. And I'm sure that my kids will have parental trauma of some kind, yeah. but, at the end of the day, I want my daughter to be like, um, <laughs> you, you're going to take me to Vegas. My dad does that. Like, yeah. you want to take me on what a trip somewhere? Like, yeah. like, you need to do better because my dad has shown me, like, this is what a man should be doing yeah. and treating for me. So if yeah. you can do that, then cool. That's but a good setup. Then, That's right? a good way to set them up, yeah. man. Because you're setting them up for success, man. Exactly. Like, you want you want 100%. the the dude that comes to be standing on your shoulders essentially. You know what I mean? Not below you. Right. You you want him to be like above and beyond, which is phenomenal. Bro, so I want to ask this. When you started dating, what made you want to start or sex? <laughs> Next question. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro. Yeah, that, I guess that's re- really honest, bro. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, not that I haven't been. If it <laughs> wasn't for my desire for sex, yeah, I'd stay single forever because it's yeah. cheaper, it's less dramatic. <laughs> it's like I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, like I'm single right now, and I just booked a trip to Iceland in August. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like Walter Mitty, like for real. I can do whatever I want when I want when I don't have yeah. my kids. Um, and then I'm like, you know, How I wake often up. Is that by the way? Uh, I have them the first, third, and fifth weekends, and then I have them most of the summer. Do you have like extended, extended, extended? St- standard? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I have for those um, listening. That's the Texas Bro, legal jargon. But what about like the companionship that comes with like being love with is someone? dead? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you as far as like, okay, if if the raging fire in me for sex get it wasn't there you know what i'm saying like raging fire <laughs> you may want to get that checked out i don't know about sex. like what 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 Just would make me creams. want to <laughs> but the only thing that i can also think about that i personally myself genuinely desire is that companionship where i can come home and i have a great relationship with get God, a dog and and i like leave it all on the table with him but i also want someone that i can like be there with and that will go through fights with me and that will like go through struggle and victories. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic cause I'm Latino, but like, what about that, bro? Besides just the sex, what about, is that not enough to like want to get out there? Yeah. Well, I think there's three things, right? I think mm-hmm. there's, there's, I know that's a tough sex. <laughs> there's sex, there's companionship and there's intimacy. Yeah. Right. And, and I always say, we're going to get dirty listeners. So there's three kinds of <laughs> there's three kinds of sex, right? If you think about yeah. it, there's three kinds of, of of sex. There's there's sex, which is just like we want to pound. We just well, like hey, what up? Like no. hey, this is fun. Um, <laughs> P and the V, and then there's there's making love. Yes, which is intimacy. Yeah, right. It's like way better because right? you actually care about the right. Person. There's yeah. there's more, and then there's there's doing the dirty. Yeah, there's like kinky, like more like we're effing. Like yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, I don't know. Let's do our, are we are we beeping? <laughs> I don't know if we're beeping this out or not. But, um, and I think in the same thing with like relationships, right? There's there's just like friendship, like mm-hmm. hey, what's up? Like you're fun to talk to or whatever. There's companionship, which is there's somebody that you can you can rely on. But then there's intimacy, 
And really, I think that's the question is, do you, are you craving intimacy? Mm. And some people, some men can get intimacy from a relationship with God, right? Or, yeah. uh, or other avenues. So they don't need a, a woman, yeah. right? Or a relationship to find intimacy, it's true. right? And Very I think true. that's really where a true relationship is when you don't need one, is when you can have one. Yeah. That's what I've always said is the yeah, moment that I you don't, don't need you, but I right. want to have that's, it. Right. That's the state of mind you yeah. should be in, right. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just went into a relationship and I've, I was at that place Yeah. and I've told her multiple times. I'm like, I just, I think this works because I don't need you, but I, I want to have this kind of thing. I, you wouldn't, know I wouldn't tell her that. that I mean, way. I have, <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> Been very well, honest. I've but, told women like you say you need me. We got a problem. Well, it's nice to be. I mean, like, let's be honest, right? It's, it's nice to be, nice to be, no, I want to be told that you're wanted. <laughs> but like, but you're... when chicks are like, "I need you," and they're serious, red I flag, mean, man. I've bolted on. Of course, reason. you need me. <laughs> <laughs> I have Tell a mirror. Me something I, know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, like, kidding aside, like, I, th- I, I think that's the same. On, I mean, codependency in a relationship. I think our society has taught us codependency is natural. Like mm-hmm. the notebook vibes, like I wrote you every day, I need you. Um, and that's not, that's not healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always say to somebody that, you know, they're like, what are you looking for? Um, and I'm like, I, that's a great question. Uh, and I've actually had to think about that, right? Like, what am I looking for? And, and so my answer is that I'm casually looking for something long-term. That's true. Cause mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm not like, home. I've got other things going on. You, what's your elevator, elevator pitch current day? Yeah, I mean, I, I am. I'm casually looking for something serious, right? I, I have a good life. I don't need somebody to make my life better. I want somebody to enhance my life. And if you can, if I can make your life better, and you right. can make my life better, then this is a thing that we should pursue. But if it's not, then what are we doing here? And sometimes it's like we're just having fun. Okay, yeah, let's have fun. But that's it. Like it is what it is. Like, yeah, for sure. As uh, Sir Drake said, you know what it was when you signed up, right? <laughs> I love it. Wisdom from Drake. Yep. Yeah. Dang, dude. That's, that's what's up. up. So yeah. that's how you start dating, then. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, dating and and going out and having fun is is two different things. Yeah. If you're really looking for a relationship and you're being intentional about dating, like you've come to a place where you're like, look, I'm I'm in a place where I want to have a partner. And this is what I'm looking for. Then being honest about that in relationships when you're dating is is what you need to do. But like, there's a lot of games out there, especially in Dallas. Oh god, yeah, where yeah. a lot of women will say that, look, I'm looking for something serious. And look, you're one of 17 she's talked to that night. And yeah. I even have joked with women before where I'm like, look, I don't have to be your only one. I just have to be your favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> And that's dating. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's dating in 2021 is I'm not the only one, but I'm the favorite one. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe they'll post me on Instagram. I don't know. Right? (laughs) Yeah. It's. I mean, but how how quick do you get into the, I mean, let me ask you first, do you want to have more children? No. Okay. So. I want to practice making them, though. (laughs) Absolutely. So what, if you were to date like somebody in their early 30s, I mean, that's obviously, and they don't have children yet from anything. Yeah, I'm out. If they want kids, I'm out. So right. how quickly does that discussion come up? Just curious. Depends on the... How hot she is? Depends on the... <laughs> I can neither con- confirm nor deny that comment. Uh, no, I mean, I'm not here to use anybody. And so if somebody is like, I want kids. And this, and this just recently happened um, where I was talking to somebody and they, they were older and they didn't have kids. And at the beginning, when I started talking to them, they were not interested in having kids. And then there was a conversation where they found out that they were still able to have children and they had this kind of epiphany that they wanted children. And that's where I was like, well, that's not really my, that's not my vibe. And so sadly it was a situation where we had to shake hands and say, Hey, this is what you want. And you know, I, I, that's not what I want. And that's, I think that's healthy. I think that's okay. I think the sooner that happens, the better, because as we were talking about earlier, you know, time precious. Yeah. And you waste a year of your life on somebody because you, you know, somebody changes their mind about something so serious. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to, you definitely don't want to be in a relationship where yeah. it's one thing 
and then it turns into something else. Yeah, that's true. Dude, so, so what, what about segueing now into like the healing aspect things? Yeah, really so quickly. Yeah, so you know, as I said, uh, for me, a lot of the healing was working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take a lot of walks, you know, just um, de-stressing. I needed to change my environment to de-stress. And uh, one of the other ones that I did as a coping mechanism is I would take my my phone out and kind of wherever I was at, I was, you know, in the car and, you know, I usually go into the restroom and kind of sit down because it was like the quiet place when my kids were around or whatever, mm-hmm. is I would just, I would just kind of um, record, record myself talking about the situation. And I think in a lot of ways, what was valuable about that is it was just a release. Like I was talking to my, uh, and as I was, I was talking, I was envisioning talking to my future self, my healed self, my, my stronger self that would mm-hmm. be looking at me behind the camera saying you've got this and but i was just being very raw and emotional and i filmed it recorded it and and it's still there and you know at some point maybe i look at it maybe i don't but it was just kind of this way for me to just dump it right and i think sadly we do this to a lot of our closest friends or even women that we're dating is we just dump everything Mm. and it may not be appropriate right Mm -hmm. sometimes like we need to just we need to self-regulate and that was uh, a technique that i used that i found beneficial because after i was done it was just like this release of like i had just emitted out all of this just toxic just oppressive sadness and i was able to just kind of wipe wipe my eyes and shrug my shoulders and just keep moving right? yeah yeah because sometimes it's it's just about literally getting it out that's it it, it is and, like, and i i never throw up on any of my friends everybody has their own problems and i get that and you know if there's an issue and it's solicited my friend says hey what's going on you know we'll have a conversation but i'll never like really get it out but frank told me about you doing that and i've actually done it twice i haven't gone back and watched slash listened but um it felt really good it is, you know, it's really what I think was really cool about it is, and I'm sure there's some psychological term for it, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't something that I've just created, but as men, right, um, we are trained to be stoic. We're trained to kind of keep our emotions in and deal with it, and you, you know, you can give it to God. I hear this all the time, and I'm not, I'm not knocking Christianity or religion by any stretch, but like, what? what does that even mean? Give it to God, right? And, you know, people say like prayer um, and it, it, I mean, meditation, there's all kinds of ways. And I think that it's just finding a way for you to give it away. Like mm-hmm. just, this isn't mine anymore. Yeah. Um, and that, that was mine. It was just like digitally, I was like, I don't want this on my heart anymore. I don't want this on my mind anymore. I'm done with it. So, so here it is. And so it's kind of, you know, into the ethers of technology and a recording somewhere. Um, and it just, it's nice. It's like a yeah. confessional booth. I mean, I'm not a Catholic, but the idea of going in and having kind of this digital priest where you're just like, here it is. Yeah. And then you're, and you're done with it. You move yeah. on. That's why I love that thing, that, that idea, that technique is because for me, that's what prayer is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I tell a lot of people like, man, you don't have to pray a certain way. If you would pray the way that you talk into that phone, you know what I'm saying, and you just spill all that stuff out, you will leave that prayer closet feeling like a million bucks too. But if you go in there being fake, putting on a persona, trying to be, again, strong in those moments, I'm like, you're not going to heal. You're not going to really get anywhere, bro. You're going to start hating religion. All this stuff, um, which is why I really like that technique because I was like, dang, dude. I'm like, that's literally like, that's literally prayer, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, Man, yeah, so... When you started walking through healing, you're still not dating yet, right? But, not, yeah, I don't have a serious relationship. I have, I've been dating. I've been going on dates, and I've gotten, on a few occasions, kind of close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of my own wounds and my own trauma, I've like run away. Uh, I think I'm getting to a place now where I'm feeling more comfortable with the idea, but yeah. I definitely still am like white knuckling because yeah. I have been so traumatized yeah by serious relationships so what would you say to a dude that's been traumatized by their either marriage or baby mama you know what i'm saying that may be listening right now and they're trying to get into the dating game and it's probably just because they're seeking companionship seeking intent 
empathy or seeking sex, but they haven't dealt with any of the healing yet. What would you say to that guy? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you've got to focus on the healing, right? Mm -hmm. I get it. We're men. We have desires and needs. Um, You know, and I, I think when I think of, you know, taking it from like a religious slant, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, don't, don't have sex outside of marriage because it's a sin and all of that. And, and I would, I would want to look at it from a different angle of in the old Testament, God talked about don't eat, you know, um, the Levitical law. Don't yeah. eat. Yeah. Levitical law. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right. And a lot of people took that as like, if I do it, I'm sinning against God. Really. If you look a lot of Levitical law, uh, it was to like, make sure you didn't like die. Right. Yeah. We all know pork <laughs> is, is it's a very unclean meat. Especially and you could, then. right. You could get some kind of pandemic disease. So COVID-19, I think in a lot of ways, having sex outside of marriage is dangerous, not just because of STDs and other things, but like emotional STDs yeah, can just really good. wreck your soul because I've not yeah. heard that before. But you can get, I mean, the way I look at and sex, you push, that on, you push that onto other people too, bro. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Like, your, your trauma. And here's, here's what I think about sex. Sex is like a bandaid and the idea of the first time or a sticker, the first time you apply that, there's an adhesiveness, there's a stickiness to it that it holds. And there's the idea of holding a relationship together. Not to say that sex holds a relationship together, but it's one of the, the ideas of a foundation of it. But the more you, you take that sticker, take a sticker and then take it off. And then put the Band-Aid back on, right? It's, mm-hmm. It sticks, but not as much as it did. Yeah. And so eventually doing it on and off, on and off, on and off, there's nothing left. And mm-hmm. so what happens that when you finally meet that person that's like, I want this with this person. I want this companionship. Yeah. And then you put that sticker on, it just falls off. Right. Yeah. Because there's just no, there's no stickiness to it anymore because it doesn't have any meaning anymore. Yeah. And so that's because you haven't worked on yourself yeah. and you just used physical yeah. as a way to heal yourself. And in reality, you've just hurt yourself. Even long more. Term. You think you're right. healing yourself, but yeah. reality. But like you're just high. Like, again, it goes back to the idea of just, yeah. it is the emotional cocaine of like, I'm high on life right now. Sex is grand, yeah. And then, I mean, post nut clarity. I mean, and, yeah. Seriously, real. I mean, there's a lot of jokes about get the it. The demons like, out of you. The moment, the mo- yeah. The moment you're not lusty anymore. Yeah. Right. You're like, you're like, I am a that. terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> it's true for real. There's that. What it's like post nut. Um, what is it like? Not rejection, doubt, or remorse. Like yeah, everything. Yeah. Where as, there, so, as soon as, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there was a point in my life where, like, I. I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to lie or be dishonest with anyone moving forward in my life. Because if you tell one lie to one person, mm-hmm. that you, you can't do it. You can't tell one lie because it has to turn into a web of lies because it's going to be, has to be covered up, so on and so forth. I think that's kind of common sense for most people, but Lying just uh, always puts you in a bad situation, mm-hmm. and you can never have a relationship with a friend, with business, with anything when there's dishonesty. Yeah. So I wasn't like some compulsive liar, but you know, I said some things and did some things that you know, were selfish to get me what I wanted, and so on and so forth. But yeah, uh, but I made that decision. And ever since, I've stuck to it, and literally, I've I haven't lied to anybody. Haven't, yeah. and it's a cool, best feeling in the world. You don't have to look over your shoulder for yeah. anything, and you know, it's just yeah, a good feeling, man. And I think that's the that's the kind of conscious decision that we need to make with like these areas of like healing. And I loved what you said specifically about the sex thing. You were like, bro, it's like an emotional STD sex before marriage. Like, let's look at it that way. It's so true because you get hurt and you thought like this person now supposedly was healing you because you were like having sex with them, but now not working. So you go to somebody else and then that's not work. And now you just literally have bled all over and thrown up all your crap over all these different people you're just leaving wound after wound after wound after wound. And I mean, I can't say that I'm not guilty of that. You know what I'm saying? But, but I think that we can all get to a point where we say, bro, like, I'm done with that. <laughs> and I'm going to 
work on myself. Like I honestly do think the healing aspect needs to be more focused on for single dads and those groups that we're on on Facebook, bro. It's so funny, man. Some of these people, like, I mean, God bless them, but they're just idiots. It, like, like the well, stuff, men, right? So I yeah, think just like I'm just like, bro, what are y'all talking about on some of these things? You know, or some of the responses, age group scenario i mean you got well, it all. but it goes back to like the idea of like the hoe phase right like we all hear about i mean look i <laughs> let's just go into the technique here for a second there is nothing more fun than going to frisco uh you know or plano or the burbs and you just you can spot a, a recent divorcee and it is it is like going to golden corral after you haven't eaten for a few weeks because you just know uh, delicioso right um but it is what it is it's just it's kind of it's empty right mm-hmm. so i mean men and women go through this you know i've been with somebody for this long and i got to get out there and experience new things and blah 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 and, and you know a really terrible person like me is ready to <laughs> to make sure that you understand the flavors you know so just call me baskin robbins Thirty one. Thirty one flavors to offer. Um but in the long term, yeah. Joking aside, it it's it's empty. Yeah. It's empty. Um and you you just kinda wake up and you're just like, What am I yeah, what am I doing? I remember you told me when I was young, you were like, Hey, um, you know a vagina and another vagina are both vaginas. <laughs> and you're like, they're the same thing. I I literally remember you telling me that when I was like so young and it's so true like with this like when people are like oh I gotta experience different things it's like yeah there is different but like at the end it's all the same you know what I mean like there is only so many positions like out there you know what I'm saying Yeah. and at the end of the day it's like once you're healed I feel like you can get to a healthy place where you're like man like okay I'm choosing to do this and then I'm choosing not to and you have that control, but when you're not healthy, you don't have control over that whole phase, man. I know some pe- some dudes that are not like you think you do. All. That's the yeah, thing. you think you do. Yeah, exactly. But you don't. You don't. No, and it's like wrecking you on the inside. Next thing you know, you start doing drugs because now that's wow. not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like I'm just saying, I know some people. That's I've never had a whole phase go straight to heroin. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, I love that. I love what you said, man. Just focusing on like the health above everything else, man. Like, I think that's what this podcast is all about. And hopefully it encourages people to do that. I mean, it really, you know, if you're, if you're a single person, you've had a relationship and and you're single and you don't have kids, then, you know, it's a different situation. It's a different timeline, I think. But if you're a dad and you have children and you're actually healthy and you want your children to have a good life, you know, really at the end of the day, you have to think about you dating is that how is that beneficial to the kids yeah right i mean that is that's the one challenge right is yeah. that you can't when you have kids there's a level of selfishness that you can no longer have you can have it if you'd like yeah and fall into the stereotypes we talked about you know earlier uh, yeah but you know how is that going to benefit them yeah right? exactly bro how'd you do it um because i've been running into this issue like with Haley, that I'm the girl that I'm dating. It's like when I don't have my little girl, she has her little girl. You know See, what I mean? But this is why I don't date. And this, so your point yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the whole exactly Brady Bunch thing is why I don't date someone with a kid because difficult. it's like you, somebody always has a kid, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's not something because I, well, it's I want hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's preference. It's probably one of the hardest things because yeah. to your point, like there's never alone time. Yeah. It's, you know they have kids or you have kids yeah and so the scheduling unless you're on the same schedule or you have kids at the same time or you don't have kids at the same time yeah it's it's super hard which like never happens though right because it's always got dad's weekend mom's weekend. Yep. that's all very like yeah so you have to know like what you're yeah. signing up for like are you cool with like our alone time is gonna have to be like Practically planned. Well, it's, after hours are very like very scheduled, and you have babysitters and things like that, right? That's yeah, that's hard. Yeah, because one parent's gonna have to give up that, some of that time. It's it's also something though, you know, that you want to have a conversation about it up front mm-hmm. and make sure that you're willing to like deal with that because you know a lot of times when you're going through that initial honeymoon, you're like mm-hmm. you know, I'm really attracted to you. I think I really like you. 
So let's give this a try. Yeah. But prior to doing that, I think it's best that you have that conversation. Oh, know, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As to like, you know, this is my schedule. This is your schedule. This is what I do for a living. This is what you do, so on and so forth. And yeah. you, you have that conversation and decide, is it going to be worth the struggles and the sacrifices? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's why, why I, I mean, the girl that I'm seeing, it's kind of cool because she was like, kind of she's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> just kind of pursuing me for like you two are not years. doing yourself any favors <laughs> she's listening to this you are it's over um but like we we chatted for like two years getting to know each other and going getting on to know each other for two years good, yeah, yeah. Shut um, up. are you serious Dude, yeah, yeah. You so it was like so it was like slow roll that's a it was like good time you know are you guys mean? still high, like side hugging no god <laughs> Ass out. Yeah. <laughs> Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> no, but it was like um it was it so was after that. four years of dating, I finally decided to kiss her on the cheek. Oh my Things gosh. Are getting, Not even close, bro. <laughs> things are getting sexy. But um but we kinda had that the consistency of like either she has the little girl or I have my yeah. little girl and um so I don't know, it's it's weird because you you really do have to try and get creative on like, man spending some alone time because bathrooms you gotta <laughs> iPads. you gotta get to know each other literally yeah. like yeah. and sometimes when you have your kids man you can't really get sure. to know each other well, it, yeah. pr- it prolongs the process doesn't it yeah so yeah. that's yeah. the whole it slows it like down. Yeah. you're also risking like mm-hmm. that precious time yeah mm-hmm. but it's also cool because if i'm being honest I, I look for what i look in a woman is like you know the maternal instinct as well you know what i mean so, so it for me, it has been cool to see that um, and being able to like pick up on that and seeing like, okay, so she balances this really good as she's doing this. Not just like, oh, it's cool when we're, it's just us too. But then as soon as the kid's involved, it's like they're a completely different person. They can't handle anything. So I feel like on my end, personally, I think I've really enjoyed seeing that, um, which has just kind of added to it. Yep. It's been cool. Yep. Just different, different perspectives, I think. Yeah, I think at your age, it's a lot different too. Then, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we're older, and I'm older than. Yeah, I mean, every decade, right? right? The 20s, the 30s, yeah. the 40s, like mm-hmm. every decade's dating has its own unique. I know, you know, I'm I'm in my late 30s now, and I know that what I'm experiencing, um, and I'm in man prime, right? Well, I've been told man prime is 35 to 45. Yep, that's man prime. Yep, I'm right in the middle of man prime, so it's like, all right, this is great, you know, but. When I'm in my, if I'm still single by myself after man prime, like it's over. When I was your age, when I was your age, I think that's my, I'll shut up. Man prime. Yeah. Man, honestly, I think that's a good place to wrap up unless you got something else, Scott. Uh, I've had a blast, man. Um, yeah. yeah I, do, really, I do want to let everyone know what your podcast is. Yeah. yeah. Plug, uh, it, plug away. Yeah. Dallas Dating Diaries. The, is it the Dallas dating? No, just just dating. Just Dallas dating. Dallas diaries. dating diaries. Um, yeah. So we, uh, my friend uh, and I, Ashmo, we decided a few uh, like last year. Yeah, female. So she and I have been friends for a lot That's of years. A cool dynamic. And we've always been friends. There's never any um, attraction outside of friendship. And we used to just have these funny text messaging and group chats where we we're talking about all these crazy dates that we were having. And we just decided one day, well, why don't we? Just, why don't we? talk about it on a podcast and uh, it's been fun. I mean, just recently somebody that I'd been on a date with that I, I referenced in the show. I never use names, right? I always give mm-hmm. um, aliases and things like that to protect <laughs> the identity of individuals. But this individual's best friend, I guess, found out that I talked about her on the podcast because she listened to the podcast and then she put two and two together and realized. <laughs> and so she was just like DMing me like so much hate oh, and anger. And I'm word. just like, I, you're just, I'm going to, Block you. Thanks for listening, though. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the block. Make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's I just every single girl that you have dated that knows you have this podcast, every one of them out. listens. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I don't talk bad about, you know, I talk about like my worst dates and I talk about situations that are really bad. Um, but, but I, I, just I don't know if they're going to be a star of the show or not. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm not, I have more than enough content. A lot of the content I talk about is like years in the making. Right. And like, I, yeah. I have my own positions on like my, you know, my daughter's mom and, you know, and other people. And it's like, I'm not really on this type of forum to degrade or make people feel bad. It's really yeah. just more of a comedic 
interpretation of like how I was going through situations. Yeah. And if somebody gets offended by that because, uh, you know, they're sensitive, then, you know, my apologies, but that's not really where it's I'm going It's 2021. They're all going to get a, it's, people, it's a, And it's entertainment, get, yeah. right? I'm not here to be crude or gross or, you know, uh, rude. It's just, it's comedy to some extent and entertainment. Yeah, and if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it, right? Yeah. yeah that's, it's, that's what's it's, great about it's it. It's really well done, tastefully done, I believe. And I, I've enjoyed. I haven't. I haven't listened to every one, but uh, the ones I have, I've really enjoyed. But uh, well, thank you. Do you want to let everyone know where they can catch you on Insta? Yeah, we're, and all we're on Instagram. Po- uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, um, OnlyFans, <laughs> MySpace, Xanga, <laughs> yeah, High Five. My, yeah, my my feet pics on OnlyFans are just fire. Fire. So don't let your women see him. Well, man, thank you sincerely <laughs> yeah, for, for being our first guest. One, uh, for glad first and foremost, I'm always glad to be someone's guest. first. So thank you. <laughs> no, we've had a blast, man. Yeah. yeah. Really, really Was there really like cool. a jingle or something? Do we all like sing at the end of the no, show? That's no, a, that's about it, man. It's, we'll just kind of log it off. All right. We just wrap it up and yeah. then we start our next double one. double wrap. <laughs> Single dads podcast. <laughs> <laughs>